This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. So our next guest is a value investor, much like Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway. Berkshire is among his top 15 or I think 20 holdings. Joining us once again is Bill Smead, CEO and Chief Investment Officer at Smead Capital Management, uh, $2.2 billion in assets under management. Bill joining us once again on the phone from Seattle. By the way, the Smead Value Fund has beaten nearly all of its peers over the past three years, returning on average more than 11%. Uh, Bill, great to have you here. Uh, I do want to get into your fund specifically. I do want to talk Warren Buffett, but how does a day like today for a value guy, are you like, oh, great, this is a shopping opportunity for me? Well, it certainly, and by the way, thanks for having us. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it certainly is uh, good once in a while to remind people that things can go both directions. Uh, you know, we've had some amazing courage on the part of both investors and then people trading options on high-priced common stocks that have been going one direction for four or five months that needed to get their ears peered back, uh, pinned back pretty well. And, and we've done a pretty good job of doing that in a short period of time. Well, and it's interesting just to go back to uh, to – where Carol started with Warren Buffett, you know, this idea, Bill, that this is all happening uh, just days after we, you know, heard the annual letter. We were all read it. Uh, you know, Bloomberg, it's all over it. Every other business journalist uh, is all over it. How do you sort of weave these two together? How do you synthesize what you heard uh, from Uncle Warren and, and what we're experiencing in the markets right now? Boy, that's a, that's a wonderful question. So first off, uh, Warren Buffett uh, and Charlie Munger have always been the people that would tell us the uncomfortable things in the marketplace, right? If, if the junk bond thing was out of control in the late 80s and early 90s, they'd be happy to tell us about it. If the dot-com bubble was going wild, Buffett would go to Sun Valley and stand there in front of all the dot-com executives and tell them that they were going to get their head handed to them from a historical perspective. And so what has happened now is the value investing world is devastated. Uh, in ter- it, it, this is a depression in value investing. And the spiritual leader of value investing a- admitted in his letter that because of age uh, and, and circumstances, uh, he's just going to have, we're going to have to figure this out for ourselves from now on. He he's, uh, has no urgency in the urgent zone is our piece today. Uh, so, so therefore, you have to take all the things that you've learned over the years, like be greedy when others are fearful, and, and all the things you've learned, and you've got to realize that you're no longer going to get tipped off by Uncle Warren because he doesn't want you depending on him when he's long gone. That's interesting, right? Like to kind of yeah. come to... Um, kind of an end of an era, right? Where we really did. Uh, I, I think, I think, uh, of the, right. Go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I, uh, to be quite honest with you, I was a bit emotional yeah. uh, Saturday. I read the letter and, and it just hit me. And in fact, end of an era, Carol, that just keeps coming up over and over again. Our, our talk that I do on the road right now is called the antithesis of 1981. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm 61 years old, 40 years in the business started in 1980. And, and I was in New York, uh, uh, in fact, stopped in to saw uh, folks there at Bloomberg in December, 
and Paul Volcker died the, the week I was in New York. In New York. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and in 1981, he was the most powerful economic person in the world. And and you can't get a farther antithesis from not being here. That's that's the that's the other extreme. Yeah. And so then I watched the Super Bowl and the. The Hunt family owns the team that won the Super Bowl, and and that's the family that, that the Ewing family at Dallas J.R. Ewing was based on one of the Hunt brothers, right? Right. right. And, and 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 this stuff just so so yeah. we had high inflation and high interest rates and incredibly depressed stock prices in 1981. Now we have low inflation and low interest rates and and and. Uh, the household ownership of common stocks and, and financial assets has only been exceeded by the peak of the dot-com bubble. And I hear people of good, you know, uh, common sense and so forth saying things like, well, with these interest rates, uh, the, 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 uh, uh, we're, we're not approaching the ridiculousness of the dot-com bubble, but uh, you, didn't, you, you didn't approach the ridiculousness in the Nifty 50 in 1972 or the go-go era in the 1960s either. And uh, so, so it, it's just we're very much at a change point here, in our opinion, the opinion of our firm. Uh, and it, it is that the next 10 years, returns are likely to be much more difficult to come by in the U.S. stock market, number one. Number two, you need to do pretty much the opposite of what the playbook said to do in 1981, which was buy the longest non-callable bonds you could buy, buy the S&P 500, and avoid inflation hedges. And now the playbook says uh, build houses, sell bonds, avoid uh, glamour growth companies, and and uh, and 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 buy uh, oxy petroleum. By the way, no one has asked Warren Buffett. He he put 10 billion into oxy. And then he's been buying it in the open market, and he was on TV for three hours this morning. Nobody asked him about it. Yeah. And so how do you translate that into action for your portfolio, Bill? What do you look at buying? Are there names out there that fit that pretty specific bill that you just laid out? Yeah. We, so, so we looked at a chart a while back in, the, uh, in, in 1981. 29% of the S&P was in energy, and 12 of the 20 largest Fortune 500 companies were oil companies in 1981. And, and now it's 4%. So we saw this unbelievable stat the other day. There will be a 6% increase each year in the number of driver's licenses in the United States the next 5 to 10 years because – People don't get a driver's license now at 16 automatically. A lot of them wait till they're done with college or they need one. You know, it, it, maybe they're, it, they get married and have a kid and they need one. Uh, so, so we're going to dramatically increase the number of driver's licenses, and the largest adult population group, millennials, will increase their use of gasoline 107%, some deep dive, dive research from Fundstrat told us. And that's 90 million out of a, a 240 million adults. So if 90 million people double their use of something, even if the other 150 million move toward electric or hybrid cars and they reduce it quite a bit, it's still way more 10 years later. You're using way more. So, so, right. so we, we, we really like Oxy and all this. All right. I know that's a, a top holding as well. Hey, Bill, always fun to check in with you. Bill Smead, Chief Executive Officer, Chief Investment Officer of Smead Capital Management. $2.2 billion in assets under management based in Seattle. And that's exactly where we found Bill. 